Hello, needle movers. This is editing, Mark. <laughs> so just a bit of context on this episode. I suffered technical difficulties, which meant that this one's a bit shorter, but it is only part one. We did continue to record and we will be releasing part two next week. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so this, this is a bit of an extra. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to publish it or not, but wh- whenever Mark and I are recording, uh, Lakshmi will come in the room, and uh, in the middle of uh, our recording, she will come around and clap. Now, why is that important? So clapping is a really good mechanism for Mark and I, or especially Mark, to find out where we need to cut and edit the audio. So when Lakshmi comes around <laughs> and she randomly clap clap in the middle of our recording mark then has to figure out whether it's a real clap or a fake clap so he has twice the work to do <laughs> i will say this i don't know if we'll still call this episode clap but if we do i'm putting this at the start of the episode <laughs> <laughs> oh but my introduction's the best I, well yeah and it this has nothing to do with why you're on the episode which is perfect it's a nice diversion <laughs> but it's true and I, I find it luckily claps are very obvious to sp- see in audio good luck with the video about <laughs> uh, all i <laughs> try see. to do is make sure that there's like this like two pair of hands i slowly coming mm. in like, yeah, i see that all the time. <laughs> um and it, it's there just to throw you off more so than anything <laughs> i remember you this one time <laughs> where she went like this and she, she, her hands were not actually aligned, and she went through, and you thought she had clapped. That time as well. <laughs> Do you know how excited you have to be to clap to miss the whole hands? They're your own hands. That misalignment is actually impressive. That's, your own hands betrayed you. Like, what if I... So Look, okay, they were up for a really long time. I couldn't feel them anymore. And I was just like, I hope that they hit each other. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen someone fail at clapping, which is so besides yourself, which is yeah. Wow. So in every episode, technically speaking, I have been there via claps. Via claps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Valerio, Mark, and Lakshmi from now on. The clapper. <laughs> the clapper. Yeah, we'll give you your recognition. Thanks. <laughs> but they I always cut them out. I feel so bad. There's so many behind the scenes <laughs> episodes. There's music ones where I played a lot of instruments behind the scenes and stuff. There's, there's so much behind that I kind of lost, but don't worry. Well, you might release these little segments somewhere. Hello, 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 and welcome to a, a new episode of the Needle Mover podcast. Hosting this podcast is Valeria Tomasa and Mark Jasons. And you're probably wondering who I am. I'm the guest. Okay, let's say that she screwed up the introduction as a starting point. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like we had practice, I can't lie. Uh, but no, she, she got she got it round. What's the name of the podcast? Wait, you said Needle Movers. She got it, she covered all the points. But we should okay, mention okay, who fine, our guest fine. is, right? Or let her introduce So we her. couldn't get anyone on, so we got my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you waited until your marriage and was like, finally, now we can finally get her on the podcast. <laughs> so the I mean, I did... Yeah, I mean... There was the possibility that if we weren't committed, then I wasn't going to come. This is based on the... Ma- <laughs> this is the whole reason they got married, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Just for this podcast. It, it wasn't the vows. You vowed to be loyal to Valerio, to join the podcast, and to support him in his journey. <laughs> the needle-moving journey. Well, yeah, I guess the question the audience might be wondering is why? Besides the family affair of having you on the podcast, you're here. What are you here to talk about? <laughs> 
And also, what is your name? Oh, yeah. Probably and that. my name. <laughs> Before anything. <laughs> of course, my name. My name is Lakshmi Priya. Uh. Um, by all means, everyone finds a way to shorten it. And uh, truth is, I find that really um, kind of annoying because uh. I really do like the full na- my full name. Um, my parents decided to give it to me after trying for 10 years. So um, they eventually decided to call me the dearest one to the goddess of fortune because I was considered their little fortune. Is it a coincidence that your letter, your name has 10 letters and it took them 10 years or is that just... Oh, now that would have been like super thoughtful. Let's not give they them had that time. much credit. <laughs> they had the time to plan it out. Like every year was a letter. L. Hey, we're going to work our way here. <laughs> so initially we were going to call it Lakshmi. That was after five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it was, when it was like, you better years, make like, it for the 10. Name. Otherwise we've gone too far already. <laughs> now what would it be if they got up to seven years? Oh my God. Well, you wouldn't have a full name. I'm sorry. This is the way it works. It would be Lakshmi Pra. Oh my. But yeah. Thank you. Anyways, tell us, why are you here today? <laughs> I mean, the jokes aside, I'm here hopefully talking about diversity. Ah, ah. what a lovely topic. It's like we diversified I mean, our podcast. <laughs> I know, right? It's almost as if we planned it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that our podcast doesn't have diversity. We really need to do better in that. <laughs> But yeah, on a serious note, we're here to talk about diversity. And why did you? Why have we brought you specifically to talk about it? Besides the fact that, of course, you're Mister. I really don't know. I think you <laughs> ran out of people. We have run Obviously. out of people. Not joking aside. So, Lakshapriya, for a living, is a diversity practitioner. So that means that she does know a fair bit about diversity. And as a matter of fact, she could be teaching us one or two things about diversity today. I hope so. And. Um, I just want to put this out there is that my experiences or um, the learnings that I've picked up in the resources and the books and the podcasts I've listened to are accumulation of things I've picked up along my journey and by no means may reflect anyone else's journey or how they may feel um, about their cultural identity, race identity or gender identity or so on. whatever I share is from my personal experience. So I just want to put that out there because I think it's really important um, people understand that I'm not speaking on behalf of the whole genre of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, but instead, I'm I'm here bringing my experiences. Um, I do delve into this a lot in my day-to-day. So I think that's where Valeria and Mark has probably seen the fact that I flex this muscle so regularly to come and speak on this topic. But by all means, um, I'm interested to hear, hopefully, through the comments and through you guys, what your experiences are too. So before we start off, tell us a little bit about your journey, because surely when you started your career, maybe, I don't know, five, ten years ago, I don't know how long <laughs> it's been, let's pretend like I'm, I'm not supposed to know, Um you probably were not a diversity practitioner. No, not at all. It probably didn't even exist as a role. Do you know what? It did not exist. Um, so I had a little search. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but on Google, you can go back and have a look at a word search and when it started like peaking. Um, so I actually started, I went into this and I started to have a look for diversity, equity, inclusion, and you can do it by geography. And um, 
I think it, it started peaking up quite recently, more so than anything. So um, my backstory is <clears throat> in university, I did international politics and law. Um, and I was really interested in how do we create happiness or a sense of contentment in people's lives. And I think that's the really big thing that I'm particularly interested in. And what I found is that actually there is, there's lots of ways to go about it, but the workplace is probably where most people spend their time. So I went into HR thinking that's probably my best way of getting contentment and talking about engagement and talking about lots of different things. I started in lots of different kind of spaces. Um, so I dabbled in like assistant work. I dabbled into project work. I dabbled into casework. Um, and then eventually I became a business partner as well. But in that journey of everything, my cultural identity, my race identity, my who I am as a person um, was carried through all of these experiences. And one of the I guess like there were a couple of pivotal moments that really shaped and started to make me question about who I am and and, and what does this company or this previous business um, have in terms of their views. And um, I can actually share one of these insights. So I was a business partner at the time and I was looking to actually celebrate Diwali and I got the canteen involved, I got the managers involved, I got the office involved. Um and as I as I went to the canteen and came back, just like, you know, I changed into my traditional wear. Super pumped because this is the first time this office has ever any, seen anything like this. And so far the feedback has been so fantastic. I come to my desk and um, I see um, a yellow co co cone, sorry, a cone on my chair. Just to clarify, it's like uh, one of those orange traffic cones that you see on the motorway. So, you know, if someone like had an accident, you'll probably see one of those. Um, and it was supposed to reflect what I was wearing, this orange dress that I got. And it had a bag, which was my bag. And it had like a little... Um, paper sign on it saying I'm Lakshmi Priya and I looked at this and I felt I felt so small and I also realized how how foreign I must be to so many people and it really took me back what was worse was after that conversation that I had with my manager I realized it was actually him Self that actually did it, and <laughs> wait, stop. Sorry, um, I, uh, rewind. <laughs> I, I can see Mark. Mark, Mark your like your, your eyes, your pupils were just yeah. opening up. I need to be. You know what's funny? Of recent, I am so out the loop of what's about to happen on this podcast. <laughs> so I've never heard this story before. I've um, this is the first time hearing it. Two things that um surprised me: they put a cone with your name, uh. Which is just effort, firstly. I people are extra. But secondly, the person who did it was your own manager. Which is... Uh, I, I'm so confused. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted. Please continue. I just need to acknowledge no, what you're saying. I, I think Mark is about to melt. I'm so <laughs> lost. But to be fair, like... The interesting thing was, is that... For him, he saw it as banter. And... 
I don't know if you're a person of color out there, but I feel like these microaggressions or these racial slurs that come out in weird ways get covered up under the the umbrella term as banter and excused. Um, and also to also add to that is the fact that the person turned around and said, I think you need to grow a thicker skin. Okay. I'm understanding yeah. it now. <laughs> so, yeah. Jesus. So coming back to the question of like, how did I get into diversity? It was like these small moments that I started to see that there was a, there was a lack of understanding of how it is to bring equitable and inclusive experiences, a sense of belonging for people that are so diverse in, in, in a working space. Um, now, Sorry, can I just uh, jump in for a second? Yeah. Uh, Mark, I can't remember if uh, in the first part of the Good Ally, whether we covered microaggressions, so it might be worthwhile just defining it for uh, for the listeners. You're asking me to? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying generically. Um, so I've got a definition here. So the uh, microaggression is, uh, um, is a term which was coined, I think, at Harvard University, if I'm not wrong, and it uh, classifies behavior uh, behaviors, whether they're intentional or unintentional, where they make feel, they make someone else feel as othered. So they make someone else feel as excluded, as not part or as not belonging. And, uh, very much the, uh, the experience that Lakshman Freer, um, uh, talked about, uh, is, classified as a microaggression probably a little bit more than a microaggression i think that just that aggression. goes like a little bit further <laughs> straight, straight up racism in my opinion <laughs> straight racism the man put a note saying i am luxury free i've never seen the effort where it's like yo you know what's this cone ain't working the backpack's there but i ain't how will they know how will they know this is the stupidest okay also, with microaggressions. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I'm so sorry, but this was like the cherry on the cake for me. Um, so I used to have like these earmuffs I would like wear just because my I'm a, I get cold. I really do get cold. You probably know this. I mean, I even got a blanket with me right now. I'm, <laughs> there, I, there is a heater right here <laughs> and she's cold. I'm boiling. I'm clearly sat in the wrong seat I here. would wear wow. earmuffs all the time where I'm cold. And they put these earmuffs on the cone as well. Like they went through every detail to really exemplify it was me. <laughs> and still needed the um, note. This is the part that kills me. Yo, we got the head for, we ain't got how will she know she'll just think it's a cone we'll never figure this out this is the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> it's so dumb I can't even this is who you're dealing with and that's your manager you know what forget, forget it forget it I was just gonna say with microaggressions the it's the thing, fact right? that they're like... um, they're they're um, what's it called conscious or subconscious it's like it's, it's unintentional or unintentional I think which is the key thing because people will be like I have to yeah. do that intentionally <laughs> you don't know <laughs> You don't know, it's, uh, and that's the difference. I think that's key to point out. But sorry, go ahead. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was just going to say how, like, <laughs> at that point, like, coming back to the question of, like, why did it really get me into diversity? It it kind of showed me, like, I could take this into two ways. I can either be the victim of the situation and say, oh, no, boo me. Or I can say, mm, sorry, we got to change the narrative here. What you did was unacceptable. And let me explain to you why. Now, 
I really recognize that what I did or the conversation that I had or the decision that I've made to like go into this like career path isn't something that a lot of people know how to do or articulate. Um, and this is something that I've been having a deep conversation with some, a friend of mine is that when people of color or anyone of any diverse category um, maybe brought to the spotlight through either social media or the news or even in a general conversation or recent podcast, like the Needle Movers, <laughs> you may have the, like the tendency or like the excitement to go, oh, I have a person that's also brown or celebrates Diwali or is this or that. I've and, got a black friend. <laughs> and go to them and rush to them and have like this innate feeling of like you must express and share everything with me i'm here to be your friend and your sounding board but what comes across in that moment for that other person who hears it is like i'm not ready to share with you my hardship i don't even know if i can trust you and i think this is something that i would give the listeners is like an opportunity to before you go run to that person and hear these experiences, it's always wise to like ensure that that person, whoever that person is, is ready to just talk about it rather than forcing mm. it out. It, it's always an uncomfortable situation when people are forced into those situations. And Mark, you got a friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I have, honestly, I make that poor friend decisions. I'm learning every time you open your mouth. Jesus Christ. I said that more. But no, I see what you're saying. Um, have you, like that lesson in itself, did it come from you experiencing that or was it from you seeing it happen to others as well as yourself? Um, I think it's it's two-folded. Um, so I have a, a friend actually who um, their team manager um, wanted to bring light to diversity in in their team and um he i i don't know if you've seen this youtube clip um where i think there's a group of people and there are a series of questions and they, they take a step forward if they've been able to have x or y in their life so let me know if your parents have have degrees um let me know if you've got both parents. You know, let uh, me know if you've got yeah. both parents. Let me know if you are were in sports clubs, whatever it may be. And you see people move Read further and further club. ahead. Right. Um, uh, and then you have some people that actually just stay in one spot. And what this really does highlight is privilege more so than anything. The privilege that people may have had to get a head start in life, mm. however that might look like. And unfortunately for this person um, who was part of this team they didn't know that this was coming as an exercise in their team meeting and so they stood at the back the whole time with every question being asked oh, wow. and it realized for himself that his team peers um actually had so much more of a further head start in not only just getting the job but getting the promotions but also the way that they're able to navigate their work life and for him he was he was taken aback and it was a bit of a shock to himself and to other people and people wanted to approach him and talk to him about his like lack of privilege and so when i when i've learned this lesson i've learned it through obviously myself in in experiencing similar things but 
this probably gives a better illustration of how it's really easy to go and run to that person, but they're going through their own emotions at that moment in time too.